1: Is the only shelter from the coming storm.
2: The coming storm is the rise of the beast power. The coming storm is the rising of the beast power. Now I'm going to walk you through some historical events because I need to describe for you a backdrop, a setting to understand what's happening in today's culture. We have we have an expanding war. Some are saying it could go nuclear. We have surging Commodity prices. We have shortages. We're told that food will soon be scarce. That gasoline will be rationed. We see evil rising. What's happening? The beast power is arising. We're going to talk about that all this week. I'm going to lay out for you very clearly from Scripture what I see happening and where we need to stand. Now let's pray. Lord, as we come to this broadcast of Pilgrim's Progress, I ask for your Holy Spirit to quicken our hearts and give us clear understanding that we would not be floaters, that Lord, we would be steadfast in your word, faithful and true witnesses of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you. I praise and worship your name. You are the Almighty, the Glorious One of Israel. Lord, I love you and I trust you. Come and speak through us today. Let your word go forth in power. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Well, I'm Pastor Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. The issues that are taking place today are of vital import to each one of us. One dear person said, Pastor, I don't like you always talking about what's going to happen in the future. Well, I don't have to talk about the future when I talk about rising gas prices, do I? or about the cost of food rising, or the cost of automobiles. We all see it. We all feel the bite and the pinch. One person said to me, a young person, a millennial, said, Pastor, how can I survive if gas goes to $15 a gallon? I can't afford that. I have to get to work. Well, they're right. Which one of us can't afford that? I just paid my utility bill for gas for my small townhouse, $300. I was astonished. The price of gas, natural gas, is skyrocketing. So what does all of this mean? Where is it going? Well, let's go back in history and let's... Look at some things that have happened in the past, and immediately I'm drawn to a dream, a dream that God gave to Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. Now, we often speak of Babylon as the first empire, but in fact, it was probably the third empire, but the previous ones had no impact on Israel, and and the dream that was given to Nebuchadnezzar interpreted by Daniel specifically applied to the children of Israel to the people of Judah to to the people of God so we find first babylon the head of gold 626 bc it was represented as a lion Then you have 539 B.C., you have Medo-Persia. Two arms, Medo-Persia. Represented later by a bear, a bear with two ribs in his mouth. Again, Medo-Persia, two nations. Then in 331 B.C. you have Greece. It's the bronze, represented by a leopard, and then by a goat. Then you have the legs of iron. You have Rome. Two legs, two parts of the empire. The Western Roman Empire and the Eastern Byzantine Empire empire, one empire, Rome. And then we come to the fleet, the feet and the toes, iron and clay mixed. Now, I want to say that as each of these kingdoms fell and a new kingdom took its place, it was a time of intense conflict. It was a time of often of war. These these empires did not fall without a war, often causing starvation, causing financial difficulty. It was not usually a smooth transition. So we come down to to the legs of iron, Rome, the beast, the beast. Now in Revelation, we're going to have a beast spoken of, and it will have a composite of of all of these nations. It will be part lion, part bear, part leopard, and it'll be called the beast power. And then you have 10 little horns that come in the beast power. but I want to begin today addressing what happened in the transition time from the legs of iron to the feet of iron and clay and the ten toes of iron and clay. Now, this this great statue, overview of time, and kingdoms was then struck by a rock that was cut out without hands and it crushed the feet and the toes and all the rest of this powerful image were utterly destroyed and the word tells us that it blew away like the wind blowing chaff on a floor of of a threshing floor. Now as that stone struck it began to grow Daniel 2:44 and 45 it is the kingdom of Jesus Christ that comes and grows Now this is of such importance to us because in the timeline of this great image Babylon has fallen, Medo-Persia has fallen, Greece has fallen, Rome has fallen. We're we're now in the feet of iron and clay. But I need to give you just a little bit of what happened that got us to that place. We know it as the 30-year war. The 30- 30, the 30 year war began in the Czech what is now today the Czech Republic in Bohemia, in the city of Prague. The year was 1618. They had declared their right they had declared their right to be independent in their practice of the Protestant faith. in the practice of their religion. And the powerful Roman Empire, now the Catholic papacy, sent soldiers and fought against Bohemia and utterly defeated them. It was a regional religious war. But it didn't end there. The Reformation was in full swing. And all over Europe, things were being stirred up. There was a transition coming now from the iron to the iron and clay. It is said that in this 30 years, some 8 million people perished, died of famine, of pestilence, of pillage and murder, and the marching armies. The war was started when the Roman representatives showed up in Prague, and they were promptly picked up physically and thrown out the window and fell to the ground some 70 feet below. The Catholic Church said, The angels of God caught them in their arms and they lived. The people in Prague said there was a great pile of manure and they landed in that manure and so they lived. I don't know which actually happened. But the war went on bitterly, including France and Spain and other nations the whole of Europe was astir. And this was primarily caused by the Reformation. The Thirty-Year War was the war of the Reformation. Everything was shifting. Now, there was a very significant shift that I want to describe for you. At the Peace of Westphalia... And that took place in 1648. No one won that war. The Catholics didn't win it. The Protestants didn't win it. The French Catholics were supporting and financing the Protestants, interestingly. Now, as this battle came to a conclusion, a number of things took place. It was agreed that there would be freedom of religion, that people could practice their faith as they chose, as a Lutheran or as a a Calvinist. They were free as Protestants. They did not have to serve the Roman Catholic Church. This caused an immediate decline of the Holy Roman Empire, so much so that one scholar said it was neither holy nor Roman anymore. There was no central control any longer over the princes. The princes had all had to swear allegiance to Rome. That no longer was true. Now, another very significant thing happened, and that was the concept or the idea of unity under one kingdom. And instead, nation states were formed. In other words, this 30-year war was the impetus to cause the Roman legs To transition into the feet and the toes of clay and iron. Some of these nation states were very powerful, like the United States is a is an iron. It's not clay. Russia is iron. It's not China. They're not. But there are other nations in Europe that are very much clay. They don't have very much military power. They can be pushed around. So what we have here is a transition from the iron rule of Rome to the rising up of nation states. A nation state means that the power does not rest "...upon the man who rules, but he has governing bodies. And if that man dies, the nation-state does not die. It continues. There is a continuance of government. And so where we are at today in this whole scheme of things is we see the nation-states fighting one with another." And it was predicted by Jesus. Wars and rumors of wars. Because there's no longer one empire that rules the world. Like Nebuchadnezzar would not put up with any rebellion. He simply sent his armies and wiped them out. Or Rome would not put up with Israel's rebellion. He sent his army. Titus destroyed Jerusalem, burned it. Forbid the Jews to go into Jerusalem. These were empires but now we have nation states those nation states are now being brought together under a super how should i say it under a super power called the beast now it's very clear in the scriptures second thessalonians the second chapter we find that the mystery of iniquity is already at work there is a power behind the earthly powers there is a a powerful eminence but it's hidden it's demonic it's the serpent, and he has been influencing nations and, and strategizing and, and causing certain nations to go to war. So now we have the Ukraine war. The Ukraine war is being used by America to make a great deal of money. War, arms, contracts, huge sales of of tanks and missiles and other equipment were not the only ones other nations are doing the same thing nation states are always able to make money in war but just as there was great suffering and 8 million people died some villages 50% of the population perished during this 30-year war. Well, now we are in transition from nation-states to one great power called the Beast Power of Revelation. Now, please understand, we are going to have Wars and rumors of wars, we're going to have famine and pestilence and judgments from God because of the wickedness of our nation and other nations. Because we are transitioning power once more, even as the power was transitioned from iron to iron and clay, we're in another transition, and this transition is to the beast power. And we're told in scripture that for seven years, this beast power will rule the world. And that's where we find the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is simply total allegiance to the ruling power of the day. The problem is the ruling power of the day will be A demon. Demonic. It will be utterly unclean. Now, I've shared with you before, but I want to review quickly for you in the context of what I'm saying to you today. The book of Revelation begins with messages to the churches. These are messages from Jesus to seven churches of Asia. And then the scene shifts. Now I want you to note this in your understanding of the book of Revelation. It is a series non-sequential series of acts in a play, except it's real. And so you have the messages to the seven churches, and then the curtain falls, and now we open up with a new act. And this one is at the throne of God in heaven. And there we find the Apostle John, He's been taken up into the heavens and he sees at the right hand of him who sat on the throne, a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll. Now let's be very clear we're going to have seven seals that will be opened, and under the seven seals, we will have the seven trumpets and the seven thunders. We don't know what the seven thunders are because the angel said to John, seal up, don't write these down. We do have the seven seals, and we do have, the seven trumpets that come under the seventh seal. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is because this is what God is doing. None of this in the seals is what Satan is doing. It's what God is doing. And then the scene changes. We'll see other things in heaven We'll see the 144,000, the remnant of Israel seated. And the final seal will be opened. And the judgments of God will begin to fall upon the earth. The two witnesses will come. And then another scene opens, and there's the woman and the dragon. And then in chapter 13, we have the beast out of the sea. Now, this is not sequential. The challenge is to understand the devil is running the beast. And so now we have to read carefully the book of Revelation and understand what God is doing and what the devil is doing. And then we have to be able to say, I will come in agreement with what God is doing, and I will not agree with anything the devil is doing. If you receive the mark of the beast, you will die. The scriptures are very clear about that. Already we have seen the beast's power begin to function, yet hidden, we see him functioning in America and we call it the progressive cancel culture. The left. All of that is out of the beast powers arising. The global one world government. The immediate direction we are being sent for digital currency and the removal of all paper dollars. All of this I'm going to I'm going to get in trouble but I'm going to say it. Certain medications being given, trying to be given to every person. Why? It's a part of the rising of the one world government. It's not medical science. Read carefully the research. You'll find that the patents were already in place owned by Dr. Fauci and others. The patents were already in place for what we've called vaccines that are not vaccines. In other words, a sickness was created to cause people to think they needed to receive this vaccine. It's all a part of this rising up of the beast's power. Now, when we come to this throne in heaven, the mighty angel says, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside. This is Revelation 5, verse 4. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or to look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into the earth. He came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and were holding golden bowls, full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language, people and nation. And you made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. Now, Why would John, the Apostle John, why would he begin to weep when no one can open the scroll? Because he knows that scroll has to do with the future of his people and of Christians. And he knows that if that scroll is not opened, Satan will be victorious. And the blood of Christ will be of no avail. But I want to tell you today, Jesus Christ is the one who opens the scrolls. And they are of his design. And their purpose is to first deliver his saints from the power of Satan. And secondly, To utterly destroy the devil's works. This is what he accomplished according to 1 John, the third chapter. This is what he accomplished on the cross the right and the power to destroy sin and the devil. And so we come to the first of the seven seals. Now, the seals could not be opened until Rome had been moved out of the way, and the nation states had taken power, and now these nation states are going to be brought under one head called the beast, the rising of the beast, and that's what we're watching today, it it, fills the news, if you understand and interpret the news from the perspective of Scripture. What we see happening in the world is simply the beast power rising. Now, there are some false prophets out there who are saying, no, everything is going to be set right the evil in our administration, the evil in our courts, the evil in our legislature, they're all going to be sent packing. The corruption is going to be wiped out, and America is going to become the beacon on the hill. It's going to be the perfect nation, and it's going to be under God, and it'll be a nation of Christians. They're lying to you. On what basis do I say they're lying? Because none of the seals of God tell us that that is what is going to happen. They tell us a very different story. I watched as the lamb opened the first of the seven seals. I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, Come. I looked and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow. And he was given a crown. And he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. Now, I'm going to tell you what I believe. I believe that this first seal was opened January 10, 1920 in the formation of the League of Nations. It was carried on with the United Nations being created in October 24, 1945. So one was after the First World War, the Second World War, and then the League of Nations is gone and the United Nations is formed. They gave all of their assets. They flowed all of those into... And I want to say something else that will disturb some of you, but I have to say it. As I understand Bible prophecy, the Roman Catholic Church, when it was basically set back at the Peace of Westphalia in 1648, it no longer ruled the world. It no longer ruled Rome. Rome was gone. It is the power that once was and now is not and will come again. It immediately went into subterfuge and hiding and began to form secret societies, began to do other things to influence nations and choose leadership in the the nation states. It had a profound impact Across the world, with its immense wealth, the Jesuits were created to counter the Reformation. If you want to get more history, look up the history of the Jesuits and read the oath that they must swear when they become a Jesuit. I believe that this rider holding a bow on a white horse is the Antichrist's power. But he is hidden. He is shielded. He rides a white horse. He's the good guy. The second seal, I heard the living creature say, Come, and then another horse came out, a fiery red one. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make men slay each other, and to him was given a large sword. I believe this was opened for the first and second world wars. And the large sword is the technology of our day and the atomic bomb. The lamb opened the third seal and I heard the third living creature say, Come, I looked and there before me was a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. In other words, there's a rebalance of finances. Today we call it the great reset. I heard a voice that sounded like that of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a day's wages, three quarts of barley for a day's wages, and do not damage the oil and the wine. I believe that that's what we're watching happen right now. You notice these seals begin to be opened much more quickly, one to the next. And today we're at a point of financial reset. The fiat dollar is worth nothing. It's just a piece of paper. There's nothing behind it. but don't touch the oil and the wine. That is, don't touch the 1%. Don't touch the wealthy. They're going to survive this. But we're going to begin to see great poverty. You see, there are those now who are saying, no, we're going to see great prosperity. No, we're going to see the beginning of persecution. We already see it, where Christians around the world will be cast down. This is where we're coming. That's where we are today, I believe, in that fourth seal. I'm sorry, in the third seal. Then the fourth seal, its rider was Death and Hades, And there was given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague. That'd be about 70 million people in America will die. Of course, we know that when you have financial reset, the answer the world usually has is go to war. And then the next step, as in the Thirty Year War, is famine and pestilence, murder, people die, lawlessness. And with that will come great persecutions of Christians. The fifth seal. the sixth seal, the seventh seal, all have to do with the final actions of God as he deals with earth's history. And while all of that is going on, the beast's power is rising. Chapter 13 of Revelation And the dragon stood on the shore of the sea the dragon is always a symbol of the devil the snake out of the garden of eden the dragon i saw a beast coming out of the sea he had 10 horns and 7 heads with 10 horns on his 10 crowns on his horns and on each head a blasphemous name the beast i saw remem- resembled a leopard but had feet like those of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. One of the heads of the beast seemed to have had a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. The whole world was astonished and followed the beast. Men worshiped the dragon because it had given authority to the beast. And they worship the beast and ask, "Who is like the beast? Who can make war against him?" Remember, I said in the beginning, this beast power is a is an amalgamation. It is a putting together of all of the empires: the the Babylonian, the Medo-Persian, the Empire of Greece, Rome. All of these are amalgamated together. They are melded together as one great beast that is controlled by the devil. The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies to exercise his authority for 42 months. He opened his mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his name and his dwelling place and those who live in heaven. He was given power to make war against the saints and to conquer them. There are many who say we're going to be raptured in a secret rapture. I don't find that in Scripture. Instead, I find that the saints of God, the holy ones of God, are here under the persecution of the beast power as it arises. He was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation, All inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, all whose names have not been written in the book of life belonging to the lamb that were slain from the creation of the world. Now, in the last few minutes of this broadcast, I want to read something for you that I found written in my Bible. I don't know where it came from, I know it's the word of the Lord. First, listen. That's what you're doing today. And it's going to require a great deal more listening as you read the word and you pray and you listen to the Holy Spirit. Repent. The day of judgment's at hand. Get clean with God. And the Lord said, I have broken the staff of correction over the backs of my sheep who long for different pastures and whose heart is fat on that which is not holy. I will now let them pursue their own lust, and I will no longer stand in their way. That shook me. I believe there is going to come a great move of God in this nation. And God is going to break over the backs of his people, his staff. There will be judgment on his people. And it will seem extremely hard. But then after that judgment passes... He's going to deal with people who long for different pastures. What pastures are you longing for? Some of you are longing for the pastures of prosperity. Some of you are longing for the pastures of video games. Some of you long for the pastures and go to the pastures of your entertainment. Some of you reside in the pastures of bitterness and anger and unforgiveness. What pasture do you go to as your go-to place where you find your enjoyment, where you find peace in your heart? The time will come, he says, when God will let that Christian pursue his own lust and he will no longer stand in their way. Do you know in your life the work of the Holy Spirit restraining you from sin? I've known that many times in my life. But the Lord is saying, I'm coming to a place where the righteous will be righteous and the sinner will be sinner. That he's not going to stand in your way anymore. If that sexual lust is what you want, then he's going to let you go after it and get it. If you want to fornicate, he's going to let you go fornicate. If you want to make money, he's going to step back and not cause you any more difficulty, go make money. Fulfill whatever the lust of your heart is. He's going to say, you are free to pursue with the consequences of death whatever you choose to pursue. This is very sobering for me. I gave you all of this historical background because we are right now at that place where the seals of God are being opened. And we are going to see a financial reset. The dollar is going to be transformed into a digital currency ready for the mark of the beast. Going to a digital currency is not the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is when we have to swear allegiance to the beast power. But what we see is the nation states are being taken over by the beast power so that the nations of Europe, America, Australia, we all seem to be reading off the same page. Because the beast power is now taking control and is going to establish that final Combining of all of the empires of the past, and he will for seven years rule over the earth before he finally is destroyed. And all who receive the mark of the beast who say, Whoa, I can't eat if I don't take this, I can't survive if I don't agree with the devil's kingdom, you will perish. You'll be gone. I'm saying this to you today to to ask you, please, see the storm that's coming. Don't play games. Get in the prayer closet. Get serious with Jesus. This is not a walk in the park. This is not some casual, enjoyable, Wonderful American life where I have enough to survive and and pay my mortgage and my rent to pay my car payment to pay this and that and to, and to go out to eat once in a while and go on vacation once in a while and have the normal American life is over, Brother the seals of God are being opened, and he is quickly marshaling his forces for the final showdown with the beast power that is arising even as we speak. Now, what are the timelines? I don't know. But I know it's very short. And I know you need to begin to read scripture seriously and pray and cry out to God and repent and get right with him. Well, we're out of time for today. I want to thank Leslie for her wonderful gift to this ministry. Mike, thank you. I want to thank each one of you because I can't do this broadcast without the Holy Spirit moving on your heart to support. We're halfway through the month. We're not even not even beginning to be halfway there financially and I'm just crying out to the Lord and trusting Him. You can write to me at Pastor Ray Greenley, National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Or you can go online to nationalprayerchapel.com. That's nationalprayerchapel.com. And you can give online. You can hear this message again later today when it's posted. God bless you. We're going to continue this study tomorrow on the rising beast power. I'll talk to you soon.